0: Hi, guys. Welcome to our fifth season here on the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Visser, and I am so glad that you are joining me. We are going to be releasing a new episode every Monday morning, super early in the morning, ready to start your week. You can download it from your favorite podcast player and hopefully join me for every episode of this really fun season we have ahead of us. It's what you guys have been asking for. The theme is going to be the simple steps to improving our health. And we are going to dissect all the different aspects of what we can do little by little, one step at a time to truly improve our health. And as we really dig deep into some of these topics and we learn how these different things truly are impacting our health in ways we haven't even thought of in today's modern world, we'll find some simple, somewhat old-fashioned sometimes, solutions to help us really make a difference in our lifestyle and improve it for the better. So I hope you'll join me. I'm going to be bringing on some really fun guests this season, and um, I'm also going to try in every episode, when it's relating to these two topics, to bring in how these different aspects are not only going to improve overall health, but can help with weight loss and can be a factor, good or bad, during menopause. Because when I polled you all, um, I got huge response to those two topics. And after chatting with some of you and thinking through how those two topics relate and what you really were looking for, I realized that what a lot of you are really craving is what this season is about. Those simple steps we can do to improve our health. Now, a lot of you are either in menopause or it's in the next five or 10 years of your life. And you're curious about what it involves and you want to be prepared and you want to have your health in a good spot, you know, before your hormones start going crazy and your body doesn't feel like your own body anymore. (laughs) It's not that bad. Um, so i realized that that's a topic that a lot of you were interested in more than i thought i couldn't believe it that those two topics literally came in almost neck and neck of interest um i also know a lot of you are in your 20s and 30s and i'm guessing that that is still an interesting topic like i said for down the road or because you see your mom's going through it or whatever the case but those are the topics you two you, you two those are the two topics you all were interested in so That's how this season has started to shape up. And I'm really excited about it. I have the outline. I have all the topics laid out. I have guests on hold or scheduling as we speak. And I think it's going to be great. So we're starting today with my story. And in the end, after I break down for you what I've experienced at two different stages of my life when I was really making a conscious effort to change things and become a healthier person. Um, Four takeaways that I have gleaned from those two experiences in different stages of life. So I'm gonna break down my stories and then I'm going to line up and give you those four takeaways based on my stories. Before we dive in, I want to tell you about our sponsor for this episode. You guys have heard me talk about them because I love them. If you follow on Instagram, there's so many things that I share from True Leaf Market. And if you would like to take advantage of the special podcast offer that they are offering you guys, please go to solelyrested.com slash seeds, because there I give you um, the code that you will need. I explained the offer. It's $10 off any $50 purchase. You also can get free shipping. And I actually link there to so many products that I have that I love from True Leaf Market. Um, The deal is right now is a great time to make sure you have all the seeds that you need for planting this spring. And if you're going to do any direct sowing, no matter where you live in the country, it's still time to be buying those seeds. So the thing about True Leaf Living in the area that we do, where we have a very short growing season, these seeds have almost 100% germination. And that matters so much because anything that I direct sow, if it doesn't germinate and come up, I'm out of luck. I am not going to have the food that I was hoping for if my seeds don't come up the first time. So that's why I love their seeds. Go check it out. Go check out the offer, solelyrested.com slash seeds solelyrested.com slash S E E D S. Don't miss this. It's only for a very limited time and you're going to love this stuff. Okay. So the first time that I decided I needed to make a change, I didn't really realize how bad of shape that I was in. I didn't really realize how overweight I was because It happens so subtly and just a little bit at a time, year after year. And you just don't even realize when you're in the middle of it. For me, it was because I was a young mom. I had four girls and very, very busy lifestyle. We homeschooled and we were every single day on the go. And I just i neglected myself and i sometimes i realized i was neglecting myself and i decided that was okay because my focus was my children my family my focus was um you know homeschool and making sure these girls were well-rounded and knew what their talents and abilities were and had a good education and me i was like the last thing in the importance of all of that but what i didn't understand was a couple different things one I was not being a good example. I was worried about being a good example in so many other areas of my life. And I was worried about making sure my daughters were, I said, well-rounded and had these great um, ideas the, and a great way of analyzing life. And, but it didn't dawn on me that nutrition and health wasn't something I was including in that package because I had totally neglected my nutrition and health So how were they learning anything about those topics, you know, and they weren't seeing it being enacted in front of them. So that was one thing I really just didn't think about. Also, I, um, I didn't realize all those things I was so busy doing, I could be doing more effectively and better. If I personally was in better health, if I devoted half an hour a day to making sure I was physically fit and making sure that I was eating good food and not junk. Okay. Maybe that would take a whole hour and a day some days. Right. Um, But if I did that, I actually would make it up on the other end as far as I would be more effective and efficient at what I was doing. And I would just feel so much better about myself that I'd have a different outlook on all those other really great things that I was busy doing. And I'd have more energy, so much more energy. I didn't realize that. So I really did think by neglecting myself, even though I didn't sit around thinking it like, I didn't think about that at all. You know, that's not how I thought about it, but I didn't ever realize that by neglecting myself, I was neglecting everybody else too. Like I thought I was putting everybody else first and myself last, but really all of us were just losing out because mom didn't have the energy and enthusiasm for life that she could have had if she just felt better overall. So I still remember to this day, the moment that everything turned around and I decided to make my health a priority. I'm actually slightly embarrassed still to this day. And it's, that was, this was maybe 14 ish years ago. Um, I remember the night I was doing my Bible study. The girls were all in bed. It was late at night. That's when I tended to get things done. I stayed up very late to get things done. And I sat down with my my book, my Bible, and a bag of Chips Ahoy cookies, an entire bag. I'm pretty sure I ate about half of the bag. But stress eating was a very big factor of my life. And I was tired. I had deadlines to get done. And I really wanted to get this study done tonight. So eating helped me do that. And eating sugary junk helped me do it. At least I thought it did. I actually learned this trick. I shouldn't say learned. I developed this really bad habit is what I should say in college. Because I was away at school. I was in my dorm room. I was stressed over the chemistry exam the next day that gave me the most stress of all. And I realized if I eat a bunch of sugary stuff, I can focus and I can really get a lot of studying done. Silly me. What I didn't realize is that, yeah, Michelle, but 20 minutes later you crash and you can't focus at all. Then you have to eat more sugary junk. Uh, the worst, worst food decision I ever made was one night studying for a final. I ate. I don't even know how much fudge. I mean, it might've been a pound of fudge. It was a lot of fudge. My mother-in-law made and sent for me. Um, and do you guys remember that soda Jolt? Does it still exist? Was it just a regional thing? I don't know. In In, in Lancaster County, PA, there was this thing called Jolt Soda. And oh my goodness, huge amounts of sugar and caffeine. I dragged, I don't know how many of those and ate, I don't know how much fudge. Oh, and some M&Ms. I added in some M&Ms because why not? I I don't I have no idea to this day how I did on that exam probably poorly <laughs> but I remember for a very long time I could not eat M&Ms and I've never touched Jolt since <laughs> so anyway I picked up some bad habits back in college let's just leave it at that and I had learned to stress eat even more as a busy mom and I remember sitting down that night and Bill was actually downstairs at the time. I heard the TV on and I was thinking about, oh, I have to get his lunch ready for tomorrow too. And I was a little stressed about that because he had started eating healthier and he had certain requests for his lunch. And that always took me a little longer to put it together. So I was kind of thinking, okay, I got to make sure I get that done. And then I was thinking about the next day's schedule and he was going to go to the gym with his friend and I'm telling you these two things because that was the beginning in my mind of thinking about getting healthier is that Bill was doing it. And in the back of my mind was something I had been thinking about. Well, if he's doing it, should I be paying attention more to what I'm eating? Should I be thinking about exercise more? Um, And then, so all that's in the back of my mind, right? And all these wheels are turning at the same time. This is what I opened up to and what I read in my devotion. That night. It's from Romans six, twelve to fourteen. Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness, for sin shall no longer be your master. Because you are not under law, but under grace. Instantly, I remember my eyes filling up with tears. And I realized very quickly that that bag of chips ahoy that I had been chowing down on in front of me was a sin. And I not only needed to curb that sin, but I could. Right now, the way my life was, it was mastering me and I didn't need to. In fact, I could master it. That was huge to me. Now, I'm not saying that every time you eat junk food, it's a sin. I'm not saying that any kind of food in general, some are sins, some isn't, whatever. No, No, but for me, at that stage of my life, my obsession with junk food and relying on it in ways I shouldn't rely on it. And having absolutely no care for what it was doing to my body. That was a sin for me. But it just, okay, these verses became like life verses for me. And I posted them in different places where I could see them, learn them, memorize them. But the words in these four, three verses, three verses that came in my mind again and again in the I don't know how long it was, probably about eight to 10 month period ahead of me where I really got in shape. The words that came into my mind again and again were sin shall no longer be your master. And that was, like I said, life changing for me to realize that I could control the things I was doing that were wrong. I could control it. They didn't have to master me. So what did I do? Well, I started instantly. I dove in and didn't look back when I realized how badly things were, (laughs) how badly things had gotten. Um, I, I needed to lose 40 pounds. I was 40 pounds overweight. Um, and I didn't exercise at all in any way, shape, or form. Exercise was never a thing for me, ever, my whole life up until then. And I never cared about what I ate, ever. Um, so it all turned around on a dime, and I started, I, I, I was going to say, I don't remember where I heard about it, but no, I do. It was from Bill's gym partner, and Bill was actually doing this, Um, some, I guess, I guess you could kind of, would you call it intermittent fasting, but it wasn't because I talked, if you want to know more about that, by the way, I talked in season four, episode 13, about my experience with intermittent fasting in my young fifties and how it was not a good try for me, not a good decision to even attempt it. It was just, it was not a good plan. Um, but back in my late thirties, you know, I really don't know if there's a name for this. Um, Basically, well, his friend was doing the Daniel fast, which is for the month of January. And I don't know if that's where I got the idea. Boy, I really, I really should have remembered the details specifically before I hit record. (laughs) But what I did, I knew I did want to do a month long thing and that seemed insane to me. But what I did was for two days at a time, every roughly 10 to 14 days some days I would do it a little shorter period. I would eat only fruits and vegetables for two full days. And the very first time I did it, I was shocked at how good it felt. It was a very, it had a very cleansing nature to it. I felt so good. Like I really was expecting if I'm only eating fruits and vegetables, I'm going to be hungry. I'm going to be cranky. I'll probably have a headache and. But no that wasn't the case at all it was the opposite i felt so good i had energy and i learned pretty quickly this was back in my 30s i have a feeling it would not be the same now at 53 um i almost routinely like clockwork when i did this for two days and i got on a scale afterwards i had lost two pounds and on top of that and then in between those of course I was changing the way I was eating. I still had no true concept of processed food versus real food. That didn't come until just seven or eight years ago, once we moved to our homestead here. But I started really caring about what I was eating. And even though it was still processed, it was maybe the lower sugar option or the lower calorie option, which by the way is not always the best choice, but, um, because I felt so good adding those fruits and vegetables often, I started adding them everywhere, not just on the two days that I was fasting fruits and vegetables only. So even though I was still eating the processed food, I was adding in the good stuff too, and it made a big difference. And I feel like now the stage of life I'm in, I'm kind of the exact opposite of that. I'm pretty much lots of real food, but um, I definitely have processed stuff, you know, now and then I'm not a complete extremist and I'm not someone to deny ever having a soda or ever having some chips or whatever the case is. So, um, then I was a lot of the processed stuff, but I was adding in the real food, you know, so it's kind of a twist, but anyway, um, for exercising, I had a daughter who was very interested all of a sudden in exercise. It was a combination of her age that she was. Um, She had just grown leaps and bounds in height and realized she really wanted to be in better shape. You know, she's growing taller and she was thinking more about her physical um, self. And on top of that, they were doing some really cool things in their gym class in co-op. So the combination she was really wanting to get physically fit and was really focusing on walking because that was something she enjoyed. And I started doing it with her and we were doing some major speed walking and we had a great place to do it right behind our house. We had a three mile trail we could walk and we just started getting faster and faster. We just slowly saw improvement and it was um, for us, a really great way to exercise because we both enjoyed it. We could talk as we were doing it, we could be outside, and it was working. I was feeling great. On top of that, I started something called Pilates. Never heard of Pilates. I was at, of all things, a used book sale for homeschoolers, and one of the moms was selling some workout videos. And I saw this one. I was like, Well, what is this? And she's like, Oh, trust me it's really hard, but I mean, you might like it. I mean, you could try it. (laughs) I don't know why with that sales pitch, I actually bought this video from her. I have no idea still today, Um, but I'm really, really glad I did. And I'm kind of glad that she gave me that negative sales pitch because it kind of made me think, well, I can just do my best. Like, okay, if it's really hard, I'm not going to really be able to do it, but I'm just going to see what I can do. And that was a really good attitude towards this video for me because I never got to the point, even in my healthiest state, that I could do this video perfectly, you know, the way the instructor was doing it and hold all the counts that she could hold and do all the different poses, et cetera. But I got much better at it. I saw great improvement. And because I knew, well, this other mom couldn't do it at all, that kind of helped me realize that. Okay, if I'm only partially doing it, I'm doing something. Um, So, anyway, I started with that, got much better at that. I really liked the instructor and wound up buying a couple more of her DVDs. I will actually link in the show notes to the actual DVDs that I really loved. Um, If you want to find the show notes, you can go to the typical place on your podcast player and you can also search at solelyrested.com for S5 e 1 season 5 episode 1 and there you will find all the details about what we're talking about today and i'll link to these videos but um on top of that i should explain that it was really important to me with our very busy days and i was getting up really early to start school with my high school daughters so that we could get in some topics that were really heavy um and I didn't want to neglect before the other girls even got up. So anyway, I had really early mornings. I was was doing a lot, and I knew I needed to make exercise super easy if I was going to be doing this. So in addition to the aerobic with the one daughter, in addition to these Pilates videos that I liked, I found a couple other videos. um, Buns of Steel, made back in probably 1979. <laughs> Maybe it was like 1983. I don't know. Um, it's hilarious if you are looking for some retro <laughs> exercise videos. But to this day, of all the different exercises that I still do today, when I go back to that video and I do it, it is good. It is good <laughs> at targeting your inner and outer thighs and your glutes and It's good for a laugh too. So, um, but I needed to squeeze these into small chunks of time. So here's what I told myself, 10 to 20 minutes a day, no more. That was enough, five days a week. And it worked. I was able to stick to that. And I was able to get these videos I liked and take a 10 minute chunk or at the most a 20 minute chunk. And that was all that I would do. It was okay that I wasn't doing the whole hour long video. I was doing a chunk. And this was my set amount that I was doing each day four buns of steel for instance the first half i've never done ever it's it's awful but the second half is the focus on like i said the inner and outer thighs and the glutes and you can actually divide that into almost exactly 20 minute chunks if you take the last half one's like 15 and one's like 20 and that's what i would do just the portion that i had time to do and that kept me coming back every day so um doing those things. I started in the spring by the end of the summer. So I I guess early to mid September, um, I was seeing huge improvements. And I was at that point having a lot of people saying, Michelle, you're losing weight, Michelle, you, you look like you're really getting fit by Christmas. We had friends over from high school, like a little high school reunion. Um, and it was the first time I had allowed myself to eat sweets. So that was the other thing I did. I completely cut out sweets. I just cold turkey, just no more because that I knew sitting there with my bag of chocolate chip, chips, ahoy cookies. I knew that like, that was my, my nemesis. And I needed to, to just stop that, 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 that it worked for me then I wouldn't do that now. I don't think because I think just totally cutting it out would make me crave it more, but then it worked. So I remember when we had the friends over that night, that was my first bite of chocolate and my first cookie I had had since the spring. And I realized, wow, I can thoroughly enjoy this cookie like so much and be satisfied with one cookie. Like I enjoyed it so much more and I felt deeply satisfied with one cookie. So that was a pretty neat revelation. And also that at that point I had met my goal. I had lost 42 pounds, I believe it was. And that it was, it was fantastic. And I kept that weight off for uh, at least 10 years. And then just like the first time, pretty much weight started creeping back on but it was for whole different reasons. You know, the first time I just totally neglected myself and I was really busy with a young family. The second time I was in a whole different stage of life. And mainly, honestly, the the reason that I stopped caring about my health was stress and grief. I very suddenly in the course of just a month, lost both of my parents. My mom died of cancer. And I knew in April of that year, she was diagnosed with cancer. But by end of November, she was gone. And it was, I mean, anytime I think that a loved one is fighting a terminal disease, it's very stressful. But um the added stress for me of me living over 400 miles away and going to her bedside in the hospital when it, when suddenly she had to be hospitalized. And I mean, I literally packed a bag and left. Like I just left behind, didn't even look at my calendar or schedule or what needed to be done. I just picked up and left. And that was for three weeks. That I spent by her hospital bed. And that was the beginning of me completely just neglecting myself for obvious reasons. And that's okay, Um, needed to be done. And then the added stress of deciding what was best for my father and moving him 400 miles away from the only home he had had since he was newly married, moving him to New Hampshire. And then very suddenly he passed away um, on New Year's Day. So in addition to that, I have talked a little bit about my daughter who had um, a lot of, she for many years was dealing with a lot, a lot of pain. And then she had a spinal fusion surgery that was very successful, but led to a neurological syndrome that she is still dealing with the repercussions of today. But um, that was that following summer. And all of those things were just grief upon grief. And I didn't, I didn't allow myself to deal with the grief, to face the grief, to embrace the grief, I guess. I just kept pushing on to the next thing which led to more grief, um, and the 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 way that that stress built up, I th- I think it's actually still impacting me, um, many years later, and it meant that I completely stopped caring about what food I was putting in my mouth or what activity i was doing you know physically i just i just didn't care about any of that and gradually i didn't realize it was happening i started just gaining more weight and on top of that in new england we have long winters and i'm still trying to figure out how to deal with seasonal depression i've come up with a few great solutions that do help me a lot but so that doesn't help with staying active and with weight loss. There are a lot of great outdoor winter sports to do here in New England, but I have not been really great at taking on winter sports. So all of those things combined led to me realizing at 52 that I had gained back 20 of those 40 pounds I had lost and I did things a lot differently this time to lose weight. And I talked about this some um, in um, season four, episode 13. So I won't go into great detail, but I will explain that. Oh, oh, and the other thing. When Jordan, my daughter, was coming out of her spinal fuse and surgery, I, <laughs> you know, there are certain moments that you just remember vividly. I remember so vividly. I had to go in the snowstorm, huge snowstorm, um, to go get something for her and bring it back before she came out of surgery or some of her bag and some stuff. And I was caught in the snow. I was so stressed over, is she out? Is she not? Is she wondering where I am? And the shuttle wasn't, it stopped running because of the snow, um, because we were staying in the family um, what do you call it? A family house, like a hotel kind of thing for families of kids having surgery um, close to the hospital. And there was a shuttle that went back and forth, but the shuttle stopped running because of the snow. So I'm, I have her big, heavy bag. The snow was really piling up high and I'm trudging through it, trying to get back to the hospital. I finally get there. I figure out, you know, what um, recovery room she's in. And I remember the nurse escorting me back and all of a sudden. I'm looking around and I'm thinking, why don't they open a window? Why is it so hot in here? It's unbearably hot in this room. All these patients in their beds and they have their their blankets pulled up. Why is everybody not so hot? I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I didn't understand it until the next day, honestly, because it happened another time to me and I finally started putting the pieces together. But um, the nurse was like, you don't look okay. Do you need to sit down? And she gave me a seat and she got me some water and I was having a hot flash. I had no idea what was going on. And this was way too young, too early for me to be having a hot flash. Um, I realize now it was all the stress of my parents dying my mom, you know, helping her and her battling cancer and then losing my dad suddenly and some other personal things going on. And then my daughter needing to have spinal fusion surgery and the stress brought on early menopause. And like I said, I realized it the next day after I had another hot spell and I'm thinking, what's going on? Why are the people in this room not tearing off their clothing? Like, why is everybody not really, really hot? So the, this, this, this menopause coming on so early also um, really screwed with my health, and I I didn't even like start researching it or anything. I just didn't even cross my mind that oh this is going to impact me health wise, and maybe I should think about my nutrition more. I, I just I didn't didn't even think about it. So, um, but menopause causes high levels of cortisol, which causes your body to retain your fat and not use your calories well. And it's just a natural byproduct of menopause to gain weight if you're not careful about what you're eating and how you're exercising. So, okay. Um, This time around, I tried a couple different times in the course of about at least two years time period to lose weight. And I failed, failed horribly. One of them I really explained well in that last episode of season four. Um, and it just wasn't working at all. And I didn't understand what was happening, what was going on. Why could I not get these pounds off? Why could I not be in better shape? What was happening? So when I finally was successful, it was because I realized. I needed to cut calories, it's just a fact. If you want weight to come off, you have to cut calories. But I couldn't cut them so drastically that my body was just retaining fat and my body was going into stress mode, right? I had to cut them well, wisely. And I had to make sure I was eating plenty of really good calories and good nutrition. And I also needed to be exercising daily and I took that very seriously. And once winter set in, I got really worried about that because my exercise was always outside all spring and summer and fall. But just like the first time I lost weight, when I had a daughter helping me stay accountable and we found something we like to do together, this time a different daughter was across the country, also wanting to make sure that in the winter she was staying physically active. And her and I both together started connecting via um just a video chat and a an app of workout videos and doing workouts together and if we couldn't do workouts together um we still hold each other accountable not that we're like pestering each other or bugging each other but we try to always tell each other, Oh, today I did this video or today I did this, or I walked this far and we just tried it. And if one doesn't tell the other, we'll ask each other. So what'd you do today for a workout? You know, but we try to connect at least two, three, maybe four times a week and do a workout together. And it might sound silly. It seemed in the beginning like, this is gonna be silly. Does it really matter? But it really matters. And it's a really nice way to connect. And we we often will do a video we've done many times before, so we even can talk and catch up while we're exercising and we're doing the video because we don't have to be listening to everything because we know what's coming and you know how to do this certain exercise. So, um, I will link to to Kira and the videos, the app that we really like using in the show notes. So this time, um, the first time I lost weight in my late thirties, I didn't have any set goal, any, as far as that's not true. I did have a set weight goal, but I didn't have a set end date. I just was going to do this until it, it worked, you know, keep going until I got to the right weight. But what I did do back then was every 10 pounds gave myself some sort of a award and I would decide, At the beginning of that 10 pound loss, okay, in 10 pounds, this is what I'm going to give myself. This is what I'm going to treat myself to. One time it was a pottery mug because I love pottery and I was drinking so much more hot tea because it's so good for you. And I was drinking it for the medicinal value. And it was what I would have at night instead of a dessert, I would have a wonderful tea. So I wanted a really special mug but I held off on it until I got to my next weight goal. So that was just one thing, but whatever you know, I had my heart set on, I would go, ooh, that's a good thing to have at my next goal. So I did that and it made a really big difference. It really helped me stay on target. But this time around, I didn't do that. I didn't need that for some reason. I just was chugging along. And I realized this time around after my two failed attempts in the past few years that, okay, this might not be fast. It might not be overly successful, but I'm just going to keep at this because now that I'm in a different stage of life, now that I'm dealing with menopause symptoms, I need to be healthy and I need to make being healthy, a conscious effort. So I didn't need those Rewards at different milestones. I did have a goal of losing some weight and just looking better for my daughter's wedding. So that was kind of an end date. But I knew I wouldn't be to my correct weight by then. I still am. I'm still lo- I still have ten pounds to go, guys. So, <laughs> um, I, I am not there yet for sure. But. Having that date ahead of me, looking to the end of the summer and thinking, I really want to be in better shape by then, that did help. If that was my end-all be-all, that would have been a problem for me because it wouldn't have been a lifestyle change. It would have been, I'm going to lose 20 pounds by this date for this wedding, and then I wouldn't have had a reason to stick with it. It, it needs to be a commitment of this is how I'm going to change things and how I do things from now on because I care about myself because I care about the people in my life and I wanna be able to, you know, do things for them, be there for them. So I need to take care of me. So, all right, so that's my story. That's how things happened at two different stages, 30s and 50s, lots of young kids, empty nest, two different things. And it looked very different for me. Um, the four takeaways that I have for you, as I sat down and thought about these two different times in my life, first of all, do what works for you in the stage of life that you're in right now. It's going to look different for you, depending on so many different factors, the ways that I've told you worked for me might not work for you, but, um, respect the stage of life that you're in. And you know, if you have young children, if you're homeschooling them, if you're working long hours at your career, whatever it is, like don't don't make yourself, well I have to exercise an hour every day. If that's not a possibility for you. Like if that's a possibility and you can do that fantastic, go for it. But If it's not a possibility, do what you can do. So do what works in your current stage of life. Um, And then second of all, be accountable in some way. If it's not a daughter, like I was blessed with each time that you can be accountable with or accountable to um, keep a journal, have a friend who you just tell them, look, this is what I'm doing. Can you, can you hold me accountable. Can you text me every week and ask me, you know, or, or I'm just going to text you. You can just ignore it, but I need to have somebody that I'm texting and telling every Friday, this is what I did this week. That was a failure, or this is what was success, you know, or whatever works for you have some sort of accountability. Ideally it's fantastic. If you have a spouse who wants to take this seriously at the same time that you do, because that helps so much. Of course it was, a big blessing for me that first time around that Bill was already on the bandwagon before I even jumped on. Third, it really helped for me. And I didn't tell you this second time around, I had another verse, a different verse that was very helpful to me that I posted up on the fridge like I did the Romans 6, 12 through 14 the first time around. The second time I had a different verse, the much shorter one actually. Um, but my third takeaway is to have some sort of a quote if it's not a Bible verse or a mantra, something that really means a lot to you that is gonna help you in those really hard times. And for me, it's it, it's good to put that mantra on your fridge and on your pantry door because when you're weak and you just really want to eat something at 1 a.m. By the way, you shouldn't be up at 1 a.m. I'm not admitting that I am, but I am sometimes. <laughs> um, and you just wanna, you know, have a bunch of junk or or fill a bowl with a two days servings worth of cereal because on it, you just really are craving sugar or whatever it is. To have this mantra right there, staring at you as you go to open the fridge. For me, it made all the difference. And this second time around, my verse was Isaiah 63, 5. You come to the help of those who gladly do Right. And for me, the emphasis was on gladly that I really wanted to do this with joy, to not go into it grumbling and complaining about how the past two years I've tried and failed again and again. Instead, I wanted to have joy and I wanted to be thankful. And I wanted to realize, even if the scale tells me I am not succeeding, I'm going to be joyful about the other areas in my life that I see success, that I feel better, that I have more energy. And that I'm truly enjoying the taste of my food because it is real and it is good. Um, So that's what I focused on, the glad part. And that if I was going to have joy in this, that God was going to be my aid. He was going to come to my help. And I was going to have the power of the Holy Spirit helping me as well. So that was my verse. You come to the help of those who gladly do right. And that helped me when I went to open the fridge and have the junk food. I saw that. I read it. I reminded myself and I closed the fridge. The fourth takeaway, it is okay if you have a goal, an end date, a reason that you want to lose weight or a reason that you want to be successful at running a 5k or whatever the exercise goal is. But Don't let that be the end all. Don't let that to be the real reason you are making these changes because when that day comes and goes, you have no reason to keep up with these changes that require effort on your part. They do. It's a lifelong commitment that I'm going to make this effort to do the harder choice when it comes to eating well, to make the harder choice when it comes to my schedule and making time to exercise. Um, But if you're doing it for a lifestyle change, if you're doing it because you realize how much better it is for you and the impact it's having on you, then that is something you can sustain. Not doing it because your daughter's getting married because once she's married, you have no reason to keep going with all the great things you've been doing. So that is my list of four takeaways. I hope that hearing my two different stories has encouraged you. I've had so many of you reach out to me on Instagram at different times that I've shared that I was working on weight loss or that I was doing my paddle boarding and my exercising, or I would put up some reels about the value of exercise. So many, I, I'm shocked actually at how many of you who are young moms who reached out to me and said, this is the is the what i'm struggling with right now the way you described how you dealt with it in your 30s you know so so many of you i'm at the second stage of life now and i'm facing the other obstacles but you were thankful that i shared the story from when i lost weight the first time and when i worried more about my nutrition the first time so i'm hoping that's why i wanted to share my two stories with you because i'm hoping that you know whatever stage you're at in life that there was something there in what I did that gives you some ideas, gives you some tips, gives you encouragement. But if nothing else, hopefully those four takeaways will definitely be helpful to you. So go check out solelyrested.com slash seeds. Don't forget that really awesome offer, free shipping, $10 off, great products. And go check out the show notes for the different exercise videos I was talking about and some other things that I will throw in there to encourage you more as you consider making some of these changes and some of these simple steps towards improving your health. I'm excited about this season. Please join me for every episode. It's going to release every Monday morning, and there's going to be great topics, a lot of great ways that we can make small steps in simple ways to improve our health. Also, I would love to hear your tips, your encouragement. In fact, reach out to me over on Instagram and I will do screenshots and share the encouragement because all of us need this. Things that you've done, small steps towards leading your healthier lifestyle. I'd love to hear from you. Um, Also, if you get a chance, if you've enjoyed this episode or this podcast in general, please go over to iTunes and leave a quick review. Makes a world of difference. It helps me so much for having people find this episode find this podcast and also I'd love to hear the feedback I really do and also be sure to catch episode 2 because I'm going to be sharing with you the single most number one single most important thing I did to help me change the way I was doing things to live a more nutritious life and a new, more healthy life and why it worked so don't miss episode 2 of this season and remember guys it is easy to forget how blessed we are to live this life. So enjoy those simple everyday efforts. It is not easy, but it is a good life.